Hello there, welcome to Revelation from the Heart podcast, bringing you timely teaching from the Word of God. I'm your host, Minister Paula Cornett. I would love to stay connected with you online. You can visit my website at www.paulacornett.weebly.com. From there, you can access my social media links as well as join the mailing list and receive updates right to your inbox. Be sure to like my page on Facebook at Paula Cornett Ministries, follow me on Instagram, or subscribe to my YouTube channel, Revelations from the Heart. I am so excited for what the Lord has in store for you today, and I hope that you will be encouraged by today's message. Well, grab your Bible. Let's get into today's episode. Well, hello there. Welcome to this edition of Revelations from the Heart podcast. I'm your host, Minister Paula Cornett. Took a bit of a break, but back in, I had a great time of refreshing and refueling and looking forward to this season 10. I can't believe we're in season 10 already. And today we're going to be doing episode number 65. Last season, I concluded with doing a series on healing. And so I want to kick off season number 10 with some testimonies of those that have been through sickness and disease and that God has brought them through. I'm very excited and delighted to have my guest on with me today who has just completed her first book called more than a conqueror uh sister judith warren before i bring her on to talk to you i want to just give you just a few nice things to say about her it's my honor of knowing her for 38 years so she's known me since i've been a little girl and i've known her since she's been a young lady and so um, through the years, it's really something when you are connected with people in the kingdom, it doesn't matter how far away you move or where you are, when you're connected, you stay connected. And so every time when I see her, um, she has since moved or has moved away, but it doesn't seem like it's been, like there's ever been any disconnect, like we're always still connected and just pick up where we left off. She currently resides in um, Smyrna, Georgia with her two grown sons and she has uh, three uh, granddaughters and one grandson, and she is a um, retired from uh, being a CEO at the uh, healthcare access in. Uh, she worked in, it was in Cincinnati, Ohio. So now she's been uh, touring with her book, and so it's my pleasure to introduce to the podcast audience for the very first time. And I also want to include at one time she was my Sunday school teacher. I remember her teaching Sunday school. So. She has known me for a very, very long time and just a very good family friend and a blessing and an honor to know her and to know her journey. And I'm just so glad for her to be able to share that with you today. So I want to just welcome to the podcast family, my dear friend, Miss Judith Warren. Hello, Sister Judy. Hello, Minister Paula, little Paula, who is now Minister Paula. So I know. you today. Well, I'm so glad to have you with me today, and I don't want to waste any time, but I want to just kind of jump in and get right into uh, the purpose of you being on the podcast today. I first would like you to begin, since you are, this is your first time being a guest on the podcast, if you will share uh, with the audience just your personal testimony uh, of salvation, how you came to know the Lord. Sure, thank you again for having me. So as a young child, uh, as many of us, I grew up in a Baptist church in Hampton, Virginia. Um, Faithfully, you know, went to Sunday school and all that where I was baptized. And uh, then continued continued attending church 
um, but really was not as as grounded, you know, with my faith and knowing the word of God. And so I, I rededicated my life to uh, Jesus Christ um, after probably in the late 1900s when I was living in um, when I was living in um, Indianapolis and uh, had an opportunity to go to a service with World, Har World Harvest uh, Network uh, one evening uh, where Pastor uh, Lester Summerall's um, son-in-law and his sister used to host uh, a live broadcast, weekly broadcast, and uh, went up there. Um, they prayed for me, with me, and then I received the gift of the Holy Spirit. So it was just an awesome experience to now have um, the Lord fully embraced in my life. Um, and I'm truly um, working uh, and trying to live the full Christian life. Amen. You know, the Bible says in uh, Proverbs to train up a child in the way they should go. And when they're old, they won't depart from it. So even though, you know, you kind of went away and thought you do things your own way, you ended up coming right back. Yeah. To, to your roots and to the beginning so you know and once that word is in there the bible says that incorruptible seed and so that word had been planted in you so i just thank god that um that you came back to him amen well we want i want to talk to you about this book that you've written more than a conqueror and it chronicles her journey through breast cancer i want to first give a disclaimer before we begin that this is her personal testimony in her journey uh, Miss Judy is not a doctor. I'm not a doctor. So um, she is just sharing this for purposes of awareness, insight, and inspiration, not for telling you what you need to do. You got to pray. You got to ask God what you need to do. I mentioned also um, last season in the healing series that anytime I pray for anyone, uh, every situation is different. And I've prayed for countless people that have been dealing with cancer. Some I've laid hands and prayed for. The tumor has went away. Some I've prayed for, they've had to go through chemo. Some I've prayed for, they've had surgery. So, you know, just because you have to have surgery or you go through chemo does not mean that God has not healed you, okay? That God works however he sees fit to work. And so she wants to share her testimony. First, I want to just begin by taking us back to that initial discovery. How did you come to discover that this was in your body? How, how did all that come about? Yeah, I discovered that actually from a self-exam, self-breast exam. Um, I had just recently had my mammogram, my annual self-breast exam, uh, noticed felt, felt a lump, and I was, you know, started to question why it wasn't picked up on the mammogram, but I went back uh, immediately, or as soon as I could get an appointment, excuse me, to find out that and pointed to this, the area in my breast mm -hmm. uh, where I felt the slump. It felt like a, a small marble um, and it was hard, it was firm. And so at that point they did the biopsy uh, on that uh, through um, aspiration, pulling some of the uh, tissue out uh, to, to uh, examine that, to put it under the microscope and it was confirmed as a small tumor. Now, when you got that diagnosis, okay, you hear that. And a lot of times when people hear that word cancer, I mean, it, 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 it brings with it fear, you know, and yeah. all that kind of thing. 
when when you heard that, you know, what was your reaction? Sure. Well, totally unexpected. You know, totally unexpected. Um, I I was obviously a little obviously a little concerned, uh, but I didn't delay. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's one message that I want uh, anyone who reads the book, who's been diagnosed or knows someone, uh, don't delay uh, in doing the follow-up because delaying is not going to make it go away. <laughs> and uh, it just makes it more, sometimes can make it more complicated uh, to get treatment. Uh, so that was kind of my initial reaction, but to kind of act as soon as I could, because again, being uh, in healthcare and public health and community health and working with programs for um, to, to address the uh, health of women, um, I, I know how sometimes we can, you know, fear strikes, um, the uh, thinking about all the things that we have to focus on with our families and work and other responsibilities. I'll put it off. I'll go next week. I'll go next month. Um, so I immediately acted to get to find out what could be a plan that I could um, address this, take care of this. So then in preparing for that, what was the preparation that took place for you? Not only like medically, but I mean, like, I'm sure that your mind had to be in a in a place of faith, you know, mm -hmm. not just positive, but in a place of faith, because, you know, here you're going through something that's pretty serious, you know, pretty serious, pretty major, and it could be kind of scary and all those things. So as you were, I know you mentioned in your book that, you know, you took some time and you just kind of like, let me just take a moment and just think this through and, you know, kind of really, you kind of prepared your mind before yeah. the whole process. So would you just kind of talk about a little bit about that? Sure. So I did have a sense of peace. Um, I wasn't walking in fear or panic. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I know that happens, that can happen a lot, but I just had a sense of peace and a pause uh, to think about this, to pray about this, and to just ask God from the very beginning to give me um, the, the steps, give me the wisdom, uh, give me the right people. Uh, to surround me and uh, that would medically, um, that I would seek um, health care from. Now, just like with you saying that, what would you say to someone that may have just got a diagnosis of, um, you know, a cancer diagnosis, and, and they are a little fearful, and, and they, you know, that's the way the enemy gets in is through fear. Mm -hmm. And so um, I think it's very key and paramount in your recovery and everything that you went through that you said that you had a peace, you know, and only God can give you a peace in the midst of the storm to give you a peace, you know, and that, um, what would you say to that person, you know, that may have got a diagnosis and, and, and they're fearful, what would you say to them right now to encourage them um, in their situation? Sure, so let me not paint the picture that every day was a peaceful day. You know, you're on an emotional roller coaster or I was at least on some days, some days you don't even have the physical strength uh, to be in a place of peace. You just are just weary. And uh, when that happens, um, that's why I had people who I could uh, depend on for prayer support. I called them my prayer circle, my tribe, my whatever we want to village, whatever we want to call them for today. But to just have that prayer reinforcement 
uh, as I went through this process and to have the positive energy. So it's all about, you know, hopefully uh, being able to connect or, and or surround yourself with those who can encourage you, um, that can really um, be the energy sometimes that you need, supplement your energy, um, and then just take it one day at a time. Uh, don't get to an end of thinking the worst, but to just take it one day at a time, uh, to be prayerful, and to uh, ask God for the wisdom about the care that um, a medical provider may want you to pursue, but just to be sure that you're getting uh, the best advice um, and the best kind of care that can be available. That's good. I, I think also, just like what you said, that um, who you surround yourself with is very important because if you surround yourself with negative people, <laughs> They're going to bring doom and gloom, but when you got to surround yourself with people of faith and people that are encouraging, because like there will be days that you will not feel that great that you, you know, won't, but those, those, I'm sure those that came and brought those words of encouragement helped to kind of push you and propel you, you know, it's like, I can do this. This is, it's, it's, it is well, it's going to be well. So then, okay, you go through the, the treatment and what kind of treatments um, did you have? How many weeks and um, how long were your treatments? So um, after the diagnosis was confirmed, um, and then I had time to select a physician, to find a physician um, to do the surgery, um, I didn't you know, say, I'm just going to wait and see how God moves or um, what, I, what I should do. I believe that God was ordaining my steps. Um, and as you said at the outset, every person's diagnosis is different. There are no two, I believe, no two cancer diagnoses that are the same in terms of a person's body. You know, there are many people I had a stage one um, uh, lump, uh, which is very small. And so that resulted in me having a, a procedure called a lumpectomy, uh, where the, uh, the, the tumor is removed from the breast and then they check to see if any lymph nodes are, um, have been affected and remove those lymph nodes because the lymph nodes carry the fluid throughout the body. And so that's where cancer cells could continue to move uh, within other parts of my body if they were not removed. Mm -hmm. uh, so after the surgery, uh, time for recovery. And then the next step was uh, chemo, chemotherapy of, of uh, six treatments. Uh, for every two weeks, uh, and then radiation therapy, which was every day except the weekends. So that was a total of about 30 treatments that I had for that. And then after that, five years of a uh, what they call adjuvant therapy, which I explain all this in my book. Uh, adjuvant therapy is kind of like giving an uh, added protection uh, and hopefully reinforcement to uh, prevent a recurrence. Okay, so so after you went through all the treatment, everything is over, it's done with the surgery, the chemo, the radiation, all of that stuff. How was it for you to adjust to life after? Sure, well, going through, uh, it became really obvious to me that I had to make some adjustments in life with my work uh, schedule, uh, cutting back on working full-time and then going to work uh, part-time 
uh, with the church I was attending at the time, uh, helping them with their community development corporation. So I had to put a pause on that activity, um, work from home, uh, do more around self-care, which I also talk about in my book of things, tips for uh, good self-care so you can maintain you know, peace uh, in, your, in your mind and strengthen your body and reinforcing more also with God's word. So there are inspirational parts of the book uh, that also uh, point out prayers, um, prayer that I wrote when I was going through chemotherapy and also other scriptures. So those adjustments are things that I still practice, especially in terms of diet. And, and that's very, that's very, very important. A lot of people may not be aware that, you know, our environment is very toxic. It's more toxic than it was, you know, 30 years ago. And so a lot of things that contribute, you know, like we said, well, why are so many people getting cancer? Well, it's because of the toxins, not only in the environment, in our food, in cold, every, I mean, it's everywhere. It's no way we can get away from it, but we can try to reduce it as much as possible. And I've, you know, sometimes people are just not aware of, you know, the things that, that we, the products that we use, the things that we eat, all of those things, they carry with them toxins. In fact, there was a previous episode um, by Camille Gallagher, who was uh, my personal nutritionist, um, that if you didn't listen to that episode, be sure to listen to that episode. She gives a lot of good tips and um, she's a, a believer in, you know, that, that, that God wants us to have vitality because uh, we can't be effective if we're not feeling well, you know, we, and God's not God's will for us to be sick, but we do live in a fallen world where sometimes things do come upon us, but once they do, and just like, you know, you had to make some changes and you realize that, you know, I'm going to make some changes and maintain those changes so that I can live my maximum uh, vitality. So your faith, your faith in God, and you've mentioned and touched on it, you know, I know that plays a major role in your total healing. And so, you know, like when you were going through that, I'm sure that you gained a more closeness to God, um, having gone through that. Can you just kind of share uh, with the listeners just kind of what that did for your faith um, in him? Sure. So, you know, we are, as a human being, we are three parts, um, mind, body and and spirit and and so the spirit is is the kind of like the core of who we are and it's it's always scripture says it and and many say you know what we put in is is what comes out of us right. and and so i um, made a practice of you know prayer uh, having favorite scriptures that i could uh, meditate on um, writing scriptures in the book as well. Um, it's, it's, the book is for everyone. You, if you're not a believer, uh, haven't come to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, um, that's okay. But, but the message is inspirational in that to say the power of God's word is an anchor and is a comfort. And, and so I, you know, definitely depended on that and still do depend on that. Amen. Amen. And that we know that that is what has brought you through all those things playing together, um, brought about the healing that you see. You are a 20 year survivor. Yes. 20 yes. year survivor of um, breast cancer. I'm just a testament of the goodness of God, of the healing power of God, and, um, you know, how he brought you out. And 
If you don't know Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, you need to invite him into your heart because as you're going through things like this or whatever, it is so much better to have God there by your side, knowing that whatever you go through, he is going to bring you through. So when you just give for us, now there are some um, stats on breast cancer that you give in your book. And um, one of the things that you talk about and one of the things that you want to make awareness about is to the African-American community because they see um, a lot of them don't get mammograms regularly and um, just kind of talk about that and just kind of raise some awareness um, to the African-American community about the importance of getting a yearly mammogram so that you can monitor uh, these things before you know, it gets out of hand or what have you. Sure, so African-American women um, are more likely to die from breast cancer uh, than, um, other other races, other ethnicities, and um, the the reason for that is believed uh, to be for delay in getting mammograms. Um, and as I said earlier, I think of when when you get a result that says please come back in for follow up for further diagnosis, or if there is a a, a, a um, confirmation that there may be. Um, um, a tumor, they delay in getting care. And so we get diagnosed later. And then after diagnosis and getting to treatment, the treatment uh, can be more complicated, uh, which means more expensive, uh, more uh, maybe time off from work, um, and, and more, um, more burden on a family or a household individual. So um, the, the, the point is not to delay. Uh, oftentimes, you know, the thought has been in the black community that, you know, cancer was an immediate death sentence and it's not anymore. That's right. Uh, the techniques for diagnosis are more precise. Uh, treatments can be more customized so that, you know, it's not the uh, sometimes more severe, unbelievable harsh treatments that women went through in the 50s, 60s, 70s, uh, treatments and, 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 um, and medications are changing all the time. Clinical trials is another place where we tend to, African-Americans tend to, to steer away from because of what we know about the Tuskegee experiment and other things that have happened in the hospitals. An African-American woman named Henrietta Lacks who was uh, diagnosed with cervical cancer and, um, and couldn't get treatment uh, that she was, they, they've used her cells to continue medical research uh, for finding uh, different drugs and, and things. So her cells continue to live even when she's not living mm -hmm. uh, because she wasn't able to get the treatment that she needed at that time. Uh, so we know there's been a lot of historical and institutional racism that has played into uh, why we have not gotten care, why African-Americans have not received the best there is. But that's uh, another message in the book about advocating for yourself and having someone to walk with you in case um, you don't uh, get to hear or understand all the information that's presented. You have someone there to take notes uh, to ask questions, uh, and you have that right. So I just, again, would want to encourage people about um, getting armed 
with prayer, getting armed with someone who can walk with you and um, finding the right doctor. Uh, if you don't like the physician that um, you have first met, then change the physician. Uh, I have an, in my book a checklist of questions or things to look for when you're um, trying to identify the best physician for you. Very good. In closing, um, you can pick up her book, More Than a Conqueror, My Journey to Breast Cancer. It's really a handbook of insight, awareness, and inspiration. Uh, can you let them know where they can pick up the book? Where can they get it at? Sure. Um, the book is available on Amazon. Uh, right now, you can Google my name or the title, uh, More Than a Conqueror, My Journey Through Breast Cancer. So it's available in paperback and Kindle version. Uh, and you know, Amazon, it'll, it'll be at your door in the next two days. That's right. <laughs> That's right. That's right. It's a very good read, a very easy read. In fact, um, I came home one afternoon and pulled a book off the shelf. I said, I'm going to read this book. I thought it would take me a couple of days. I read it in just that evening. Uh, and after I read it, I said, I have to have her on as a guest, um, just to, to be, you know, just a testament to the people that there is life after cancer. Yeah, there is right. life. And so um, we speak, you know, just more life over you. And just as you continue to go forth, that God would bless and keep you. If you would just be so kind as to close us out with a word of prayer. There may be someone that's listening that may have just received a diagnosis or know of someone that has received a diagnosis. Someone may be listening that may be going through treatment right now. Someone may be listening that may be dealing with life after uh, treatment. So if you would just close us out with a word of prayer and bless the listeners today. Sure. Again, thank you for having me today. And anyone can also email me at jwarrenscribe, S-C-R-I-B-E, at gmail, jwarrenscribe at um, gmail. Yeah. Father God, we thank you, Lord, for this day, for this time that we have had to share. Father God, may we be an encouragement um, that um, and, and speak a word of hope and life. Uh, we want to speak words of life and, and to pray for those who have been diagnosed, uh, who have are dealing with an early diagnosis and just starting um, for treatment and uh, making the right decisions, Lord, to just give them that direction, give them that course. Lord, let the hands that touch them uh, for medical care and clinical care, be blessed and anointed hands. Mm -hmm. Lord, let no harm or danger come into um, their, their lives, their homes. We thank you for provision that every need is met and that they walk in faith and belief and confidence in you because your word does not return void. And we thank you for the blood of Jesus to cover each life. In Jesus name, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so very much for being my guest today. Um, be sure to purchase her book on Amazon. It will truly bless, encourage, and inspire you. Remember the words in Romans, I believe it's 10, 17, where it says, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. God bless you. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Be sure to share this episode with someone in your life. Also, share on your social media outlets. And I would love for you to connect with me on Facebook, Instagram, 
and be sure to subscribe to my new YouTube channel. You can find the links to all my pages by visiting my website at www.paulacornette.weebly.com. God bless you and hope that you will take time to listen again soon. Thank mm-hmm. you.